I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. Limited Capacity is a collection of six darkly amusing stories about the mysterious ways we interact with the internet and with each other. There's something going on with him. It's like an act. I don't trust him. What? You're staring at me like I should say something, but I don't really know what to do here. That's the whole name of the game. Don't talk about how the town isn't real. Do you understand? Limited Capacity. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. Welcome to Sick Boy, a podcast where we talk about what it's like to be sick. This week, host episode. Me and the boys sit down and talk about what we're insecure about. Oh, God. Let's talk about it. Well, that was a lot of tinkering because Brian really, really, really had a bunch of personal issues. I actually deleted everything, so no one's going to know what you're talking about. Yeah, I know, but we just spent five <laughs> minutes and Brian was just being a little, Brian was being all weird. He will not divide us. Don't he will that. not divide us. That's super annoying and everyone's He will not divide off. us. <laughs> he will not divide us. Brian, I have to he go will not divide to us. China in like he will not divide 10 hours us. and I got a shit to do. So this, he is, will the, not divide this us. is the last time that we're going to record in this studio. And uh, the last time we're going to record... Wait, what? Is that... Yeah. Ha- really? This is, yeah, this is it. The studio's going to be moved by the time you get back from China, man. Oh, fuck. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, you get away with not doing any work as usual. As usual. Well, you know, I pick my spots carefully. You pick your nose carefully, too. You do. I do pick my nose. No, not you, really that carefully, actually. It's pretty reckless, to the, be honest. You're just digging, for sure. Yeah. Um, so we are here, the three of us, uh, without a guest. It's another host episode. We're going to sit down talk to you about some... Host episode! Talk to you about some uh, shit that's happening in the world. Um, and uh, we got a whole bunch of stuff to kind of talk about. This Let's, is the Trump cast, the Trump podcast. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. This is, this is uh, All Things Trump. I'm not. That's what we call That's the, the new name of the show is All Things Trump. <laughs> Can we just say, fuck that guy, right? Dude. Man, he's God. such a dummy. We should just not talk about him yeah, at all. Speaking of crazy. <clears throat> oh, my God. So many crazy things. Are How you about, allowed to say crazy? Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Is How, that pejorative? <laughs> absolutely not. Uh, Want to hear something that's... What about nuts? Yeah. <laughs> Want to hear something that's super fat? <laughs> Did you say fat? Like PH fat? No, fat, like an F-A-T. Oh. What, what are you, what's speaking of crazy? Uh, Toronto. Ooh, yeah. It was really crazy. We Toronto. Trip to Toronto. Toronto. Yo, motherfuckers, we sold out a show in Toronto. Jesus, why are you talking like that? <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> you guys are rubbing me the wrong way right uh, now. We went to Toronto. We had a sold-out show at Movember. It was a great time. Uh, we sat down with Josh Cassidy. And uh, if you're not, not familiar with that guy, you should be. Uh, he's a yoked fucking wheelchair racer. Uh, who has like broken records all around the world. Uh, I think he set technically, not technically, but sort of set a world record. If you want to hear that episode, go on over to our Patreon page. Dude, he chains like tour buses to his waist and does chin-ups. It's fucking crazy. Dude, he <laughs> actually does chin-ups in his wheelchair though. That's silly. With vehicles attached. Yeah. Uh, it's a pretty light wheelchair though. That's true. Um, it is pretty light. I was doing, dude. Did you guys? Did you guys see me uh, showing off my wheelie skills? I also did some wheelies. You did some wheelies? Yeah, you, yeah. I tried it and did it. Not I was as, like, not as good as you. I was like, dude, Josh, I can do a wheelie for like eighteen hours straight. And he was like, I'm pretty good too. And I was like, I bet. But uh, another thing that's awesome about those Toronto trips is that we do a huge batch of episodes, and we got a whole bunch of 
fucking crazy conversations coming your way. Crazy fat conversations. Super fat. <laughs> pH. PH. With the um, pH. Uh, and uh, yeah, we talked to a girl who has like crazy night terrors. Oh man. Right? Well, not night terrors. Uh, sleep apnea or sleep, sleep paralysis, paralysis which, which comes with night terrors. And there's horror movies about it. So yeah. that's that's a thing. She's narcoleptic. We talked to someone right. uh, who has a cleft palate. We talked to a girl who had a bunch of strokes, and now she walks with a cane, but she's also a big sex advocate. Sex. Ad- <laughs> I thought you were going to say sex addict. <laughs> sex yeah. addict? No, she's not a sex addict. Which isn't really a thing Which anyway. Which isn't really a thing. No, you can't say that. We, can't, we cannot speak for that. Someone else said that. A doctor. <laughs> we should just cut that Fuck, part yeah, out cut for that sure. Out. We'll cut that out. <laughs> Um, we spoke to, who else did we speak to? We spoke we to, spoke to chronic migraines. Uh, yeah, that's right. That was chronic her migraines. name. I had never met somebody who was her, named chronic. Her first name was chronic. Before. Well, I, I, met, I met one person whose name was chronic. He ran in Dr. Dre's crew. Um, <laughs> that's the only other person that I've okay, ever heard. Okay. Can we just take a second? Did you guys see how Dr. or how Snoop Dogg opened up the NHL all-star weekend? Yeah. Whoa, Snoop oh Dogg my God. Dude, do? he was just smoke sw- weed every No, day. he was in the middle of the, in the middle of the ice rink he played of he, the ice rink what, the, are you, what are you from fucking Norway now nah, fuck off in the, in the middle of the arena he's opening up the all-star weekend and like on the middle of the rink he's got this like like DJ setup and he's like what's up y'all and he starts to play um da 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 it's, it's the, the motherfucking, motherfucking D-O-double-G yeah. G-Snoop Snoop Dogg okay so he's playing that and there's like obviously yeah Thousands of kids yeah, in the fucking arena. Yeah, it's like arena. a family event. Super unedited. <laughs> Whoa, really? yeah, he didn't. He didn't bleep anything. Snoop Dogg, motherfucker! Dr. Dre, motherfucker! Yeah, dude, it was super fun. <laughs> I laughed really hard. Oh my at god, it. dude, it's just like it's just the cameras panning across the crowd. And there's just a bunch of parents covering you their children's ears. Yeah, you know, there's some director in the booth going like, "Oh my god, oh my cut, god, cut, no, no, cut. no, no, dude, no. he smoked the fattest blunt too in the arena. No, he didn't. Did he? I didn't see no, that. No, he didn't. Yeah, he probably, nah, he, he didn't. Did. But he Snoop Dogg. Yeah, right? he might. Yeah, I bet he did in one of the dressing rooms. Sorry, though. NHL. Snoop Dogg doesn't do radio edits. This is a Toronto Sun article. The league booked the dog father to DJ the NHL All Star Skills Competition Saturday night in Los Angeles at Center Ice inside Staples Center. DJ Snoopadelic certainly did not disappoint, kicking it off the festivities with his trademark track. The next episode. And seemingly unbeknownst to the league and its broadcast partners, the rapper packed the uncensored version from picked the uncensored version from his playlist. You know the profanity laced version. Whoops. Here's a sampling. La da 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 da. It's the motherfucking D O double G. Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg. La da 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 da. You know you're rapper rocking with, with the D R E. Doctor yeah, Dre, yeah, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that is way too funny. I had no Zero idea. fucks given. Zero yeah. fucks given. Yeah. Yo, did you guys? Did you How guys? The fuck, did we get Whoa. on that? Did you know, know? You just brought it up. But did you? Did you guys see uh, Chris Pronger fuck up Justin Bieber? I did. It was great. What? Dude, Bieber's got some skills on the ice. I though. heard. I didn't see him actually playing. Justin oh, Bieber. I thought you meant Chris Pronger just beat the shit out of. Ju- uh, <laughs> no, Justin no. Bieber. He was. He was on the ice. He had some like. He had some fucking like really good stick handling. He was quick on his on his skates. Like. He's he was really, agile as fuck. Grew up in Canada. I guess so, but like, when do you have time to be touring the world, spitting on your fans, um, like crashing, driving, Lamborghinis. crashing Lamborghinis, and working on your stick handling? 
You don't got to work on it, man. It's just a, it's just a, it's just a, a, yeah, it Canadians a Canadian are born thing, with it. Yeah. yeah, I guess so. Um, but uh, other than that, Toronto was great. We, we, uh, other than that, because I had nothing to do with anything. I don't know how the fuck <laughs> other, we even got Other than that. the NHL All-Star Weekend Jesus in Christ. California. Yeah. <laughs> it was a good weekend, Toronto though. it was great. It was a good weekend, and uh, we look forward to going back. Uh, there's a whole whack of other conversations we're looking to have when we get back there, and and we, we couldn't we couldn't get everybody in. It was too many people. And, had, and and like all of the trips that we have, we fly there. Yeah. And when we fly, we always fly WestJet. This oh, this episode's brought to you by WestJet. <laughs> we did fly WestJet. Actually, um, before you go into that, I know what you're about to talk about, but I do want to say thank you, Oliver Bone. Oh fuck, friend yeah. of ours who actually uh, flew us to Toronto for this trip. Yeah. Um, and fuck Oliver. I hope you weren't hoping this would be anonymous. Uh, putting you on blast. You hooked us up. We love you to death. And, um, and, uh, yeah, thanks for, thanks for doing that for us. That, like so fucking generous. It's crazy. Guys, I just downloaded the sweetest app. Oh my God. Fuck. Yeah. Every time I say something, I'm just going to be like, yo, Taylor sucks dick. <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> I'm gonna take your phone. I'm gonna and I'm gonna shove it. it straight up your asshole. <laughs> yeah, I bet that would feel good, huh? This My is, God, this it is, is it this is, is actually this the is, worst. This is the worst. Um, so during our trip, though, one thing that was crazy is we land in Toronto, and we're about to grab our bags. Brian are about to grab our bags, and there's this big thing on the uh, above the the baggage carousel. And it's uh, welcome, it's, it's, sick boy. Uh, no, not at all. <laughs> uh, it, it's the news, and it was this big news story that was going around the country, going around the world, about a woman mm. who lived six days without lungs. Now we had a fuckload of people send it to us on Facebook. They were like, "You guys got to check this out. You guys got to look at this." People <clears throat> sent it to my personal Facebook inbox. Like, no, she's every- in Toronto. Well, that's the thing. She lived in Toronto, and it was a woman who had cystic fibrosis. And essentially, uh, she's from Burlington, Ontario. Um, so let's see here. I, I, I have the article here. The Burlington, Ontario woman was so sick she could not speak for herself. Is this the CNN In article? quotes, yeah, yeah. In quotes, I was unconscious at this point and had been for some time, Melissa Benoit said. So my family made the decision based on my previous wishes, just knowing who I am. So basically, the idea was she was real fucked up from this, um, like, infection in her lungs. Uh her CF, like she got to a point in her CF uh, where where basically she had two options: tried to go for lung transplant or pass away. Yeah, her, her but her infection got uh, resistant to the meds, and she was in a coma. <clears throat> That's right. So they couldn't they couldn't do anything. Like the the yeah. infection was gonna kill was gonna kill her while she was in the coma. She had been struggling with an on again, off again infection that had ravaged her lungs over the course of three years. An inherited disorder, cystic fibrosis. Oh, I have that. Uh, affects the cells that produce mucus, sweat, and digestive juices, blah, 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 blah. Uh, so basically they got to a point where while she was unconscious, the infection could not be controlled. So they transferred her to, they sedated her, put her on a ventilator and they sent her to Toronto and they had to get the lungs out of her, but they didn't have lungs to put in her. The interesting thing about this is that they were saying in the, in this article that removing the lungs actually isn't like a cra- like removing both lungs and not having something to put back in isn't actually a crazy thing to do. They know that it works. They just never do it. 
because infection is is almost always treated by uh, treated by medication. It's a really old school method to remove <laughs> infection surgically because you can surgically go in and remove an infected the the affected organ or whatever um, or, or or infected area, and then once it's out, the infection is no longer there. So so they it's. They were saying like, oh, this isn't actually crazy. We just haven't done it in like 20 years because we haven't had to because we have meds. Well, this is what it says here. Drowning in the blood and pus that filled her lungs. Ew. She had been gasping for breath, grasping for life for days. It was clear Benoit needed a lung transplant, but a conventional ventilator was not enough to help her breathe until donor lungs became available. To help her breathe and to gain more time, physicians placed her on extracorporeal lung support, a temporary life support medical device often used to help bridge patients waiting for a transplant. So they fucking popped her lungs out, put her on this like EC lung support machine, and she went six days with no lungs in her body, living. They found lungs. They jammed them inside her. Yeah, they jammed. They, uh, they, they jammed. Them. Actually, the doctor was saying how the lungs that she had were so oh, yeah. full of, of like shit. They he was were like, hard. They were like hard rocks. And Whoa. He, couldn't, he couldn't wedge, like he couldn't pry them out of her. So they had so to anyway, break her ribs open and like. Well, they would have to break her ribs open anyway to, to get the lungs out, I think. I think that's like kind of a, a normal part of the process. Oh, Jesus Christ. So a team of 13 led by this doctor entered the operating room, removed What was the doctor's lungs. name? Say the doctor's uh, name. Kash, ka, Kashabji. Kashmir outside? Kashabji. Kashmir outside. How about that? Enter. Oh, God. A team of 13 led by Kashavajay, Kashmir outside. outside, how about day, <laughs> entered the operating room and removed her lungs in a nine-hour procedure. Engorged with pus and mucus, her lungs had become as hard as footballs, the doctor Whoa. said. Dude, uh, uh, are as they, hard are as like Tom, football or Tom, Tom Brady, Brady footballs. footballs. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. As they removed her lungs, the surgical team put a Nova lung on the right side of her heart to work with the EC lung support machine in replacing respiratory function. Uh, Nova lung is a lung support system that oxygenates the blood and is typically used to support patients with failing lungs before they've been removed. So this fucking crazy thing happens. They, you know, they wait, they get the new lungs. We should, they put the new lungs in her. But here's the thing that you pointed out when you read this article I never really knew, <clears throat> which is that the new lungs that have been put into her are no longer being affected by CF. That's crazy to me because that's because crazy to me too. We've because, always gone on the thought yeah. that it, they they will have CF. Well, it doesn't cure your CF because you're still no. going to have CF in other in your other organs, but your like lungs your aren't affected by it. So, so, but is that the case always? Well, I decided. To be like, well, we got to find out what the fuck this means. So I emailed Dr. John no. Granton. Really? Of the Ontario Lung Association, who we did an episode on, who basically convinced me that lung transplant isn't that bad of an idea. Still haven't, you know, the jury's still out on that Or one. that it's basically like a, fu- a factually good idea. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so I said, uh, I said, hey, John, we're about to hit the mics and record. Uh, but I have a question. We're going to talk about that woman with CF in Ontario who had no lungs for six days and then got a new set. And got a new set of them early last year. I read an article that her new lungs are no longer affected by CF. Is this true? How does this make, this make sense? 
So John he's got like, back to me. He's so stoked. He read that email and he was like, yes. Oh, yeah. Dude. He's he considering was, it. Yeah, yeah. He was stoked. So he got back to me and said, hi, Jared. Great to hear from you. Hope you're having a great 2017. Regarding the CF and lung transplant, it is true the new lungs do not have CF. They have normal chloride transport so that the secretions or mucus is not thick anymore. So that's the issue with CF, right? Like, like the chloride channels don't work correctly. You're not able to like flush out the mucus, flush out the fluid in your system. And that's what creates the, the, the flooding in the lungs. So you won't have like that. (sighs) Yeah. Like the, (sighs) yeah. uh, Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's my laugh. Uh, So then he continues. However, the patients often still struggle with the infections that affected their lungs before surgery. Because the airway cells and abnormal secretions, bad snot in in brackets, are also along the upper airway, example, the nose, the bacteria still live there and are difficult to remove with antibiotics. So patients with nasty bugs can have recurrent infections with those bugs. Does that make sense? Right, yeah. Lung infections, like you're just really prone to lung infections? That's right. But you're prone to that now. Yes. So. Right. So they take the lungs out, put new lungs in. Those lungs are good. But the bacteria, so like the cepacea that I have, that st- stuff still exists within my nose, within the, you know, like within the, the upper airways. But will it still fuck you up the way that it, it does? It can still affect your lungs that you have. But it doesn't affect my lungs. No, it doesn't. But so. my body doesn't, your body would clear, uh, this is what I'm, I'm assuming, your body clears out those types of bugs, those bacteria, because your chloride channels are normal all the way through your body. Whereas uh, these okay. lungs aren't affected by that chloride channel, like, like deficiency or however you want to word it. Um, and if there's a doctor out there who's like, uh, nope, that's not it. How Please, do you spell cepacea? Uh, S-E-P-A-C-I-A, I think. I would say that's how you spell it. So... That's a little bit of uh, interesting food for thought there. That fucking woman. It's crazy that she lived with six six days without lungs. Dude, and that so that means that, okay, what, you're 29, right? Yeah. So like, and, and I was talking to a nurse that day, uh, the night of the live show uh, in Toronto when we went out with, uh, when we went out afterwards and, mm. and uh, people came out to the bar. Um, I was talking to a nurse uh, who was at the show and I asked her about this woman and she was like, yeah, but the struggle with lungs after a lung transplant is that the <clears throat> the the time frame for a new set of lungs is ten years. It, like it can yeah. it can be longer, it can be shorter, but that's basically the like that's the that's the uh, average, I guess. Actually, you keep talking. There was a really interesting post by Tara Bork because uh, she's had two sets of, of lungs. She said, "Yeah, that's right, two double lung transplants." Yeah. So the so the lungs are ten years. So you're 29 now, and you know, I mean, that means that if you got if you got a lung transplant today, you're looking at being 40, which is great. Mm, yeah, but that's uh, only if you get it today. Yeah, and if you're you good, and you're yeah. pretty fucking good with CF. True. This is true. So, dude, I'm thinking Jer's gonna be an old fucking man. Well, let, well, let's not get ahead of ourselves here. Uh, c- considering what Tara Bork was talking about, uh, she put a thank you out to her donor, and the first paragraph was really interesting. Thank you, donor. Thank you for making it possible for reaching today's milestone of five years post transplant. The five year mark is especially exciting because when you're first listing and learning about your transplant, you're told that about an 80% survival rate beyond one year, 
that it's about an 80% survival rate beyond one year, a 65 to 70% survival rate beyond three years, and slightly less than 50% survival rate beyond five years. Whoa. You take the gamble knowing your life will likely be over within a year anyway without a transplant and hope for the best. And Tara's still alive today. Fuck yeah, Tara. Dude. If you're listening to this, which I think you 50% probably are. Over five years? You're killing it, girl. Yeah, Shit. Tara. I know. What's what's like? I wonder what the longest. I met a woman at the uh, when I gave a speech in Toronto, <clears throat> who uh, she or in Vancouver at the oh, the, at heart the gala. Thing. The girl who had the first double heart and lung transplant, CF woman. She has two hearts. She <laughs> has a two hearts and four lungs. She is. She runs ultra marathons, <laughs> and she's banned from competition. Do you guys know about Dean Carnazes? No, who's that? Dean He's the ultra marathon man. He he runs oh. the ultra marathons. Dude, she kick his ass. He's like he, the two hundred and fifty mile races. He, yeah, he doesn't develop lactic acid. He doesn't oh God, like he crazy. he will build like an initial bit of lactic acid up in his muscle, right, like muscles. Lance Armstrong. Then, I don't know. Was nope, Lance Armstrong? Nope, Lance, like that? Uh, Lance just does drugs. Oh right, right, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, he's blood doping. That's it. Right. Yes, that's right. He's taking IPO. It's all the same. Yeah. Or EPO. Um, so that's interesting. A cool little, cool little story coming out of Canada. Woman, uh, you know, making milestones. CF putting CF back on the map. That is fucking cool. I really, I, d- oh fucking cunt. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. I just had my phone fucking lying in Red Bull. <laughs> 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 Can we keep the, the fact that you said the C word and just bleep it out? <laughs> Definitely. So First gonna, time we ever bleep out it. You go fucking bleep. <laughs> we're not, not going to bleep it out. Yeah, it should, it should definitely just say fucking. <laughs> uh, another little interesting thing coming out of the news that I think you guys will find interesting. Brian sent this to us but didn't read it. Um, no, I did read it. I was just fucking with you a guys. Seven-year-old, a 74-year-old man has been arrested after allegedly got his local church congregation <laughs> high on uh, weed cookies. That Dude, is. that's my favorite article I've oh, ever man. read in my the entire pensioner, life. The pensioner identified only as Mr. Jones is said, to, <laughs> is said by police to have hand, handed out the naughty treats to uh, parishioners. The naughty is, treats. Isn't it, Why, isn't it awesome that. that his name is Mr. Jones? Yeah. I think that's like the best name it could have been for somebody who, who quote unquote, accidentally handed out weed cookies to. He handed uh-huh. out the naughty treats to the parishioners at the St. John's Apostle Catholic Church in Bloomington, Indiana last year. Six people aged between 12 and 70, holy shit, ended up in the hospital as a result of the adverse effects of the spiked cookies. Police grew suspicious about what might have been in the cookies when the victims described an unusual salty taste. (laughs) Mr. Jones did admit to hiding out the cookies, to handing out the cookies, but denied adding anything illegal. However, police who searched searched him found an orange orange pill bottle. God, I can't read today. However, police who you, searched you can his... never read. I can read all the time. However, police who searched him found an orange pill bottle containing capsules of a brown oily substance, which later tested positive for marijuana. You don't even really... Like, what's the test? You just put your nose to it? Because that shit always stinks like weed. I don't know, and, man. Yeah. Man, the other night... That uh, shit tastes strong. The other fuck. night, a friend of mine was over, and he was like, hey, want some of this chocolate? And I bit into it, and like immediately I was like, dude, is there <laughs> weed in this? And he was like... 
Yeah. yeah. And this, then we had a great night. He, refu- he refutes that story, and he he basically tells it that he went, hey, do you want some of these weed cookies? No, and, we like, yeah. and he, he absolutely <laughs> did not say that. He said, do you want some chocolate? This is my favorite okay. line in the article. Father Daniel Manahan of the church said, we are praying for everyone involved. <laughs> yeah, because oh, they let perfect. the devil in. <laughs> Dude, why did they have to go to the hospital? Was it just well, like, like fucking greened out? Can you imagine, though? Like, you've never had weed in your life? And then and then you go to church? Yeah. And then you have a cookie? Yeah, they probably were like, holy fuck, Satan has... has, has <laughs> has entered. <laughs> That's really. Funny. I wonder. I they wonder if any one mind. of them. I wonder if one of them like had this an amazing experience and was like, "I've been touched by the hand of God." Or one of them was like, "Oh, wait a minute, Dude. God's not real." <laughs> this, is like, this like epiphany. Oh man! Not saying that God's real or not real. You know, believe what you believe. But uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, anyway, well, you guys want to talk about religion? <laughs> for <No>. sure not. <laughs> for sure, definitely not. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Uh, oh, boy. Oh, boy. Religion. Speaking of religion. Politics. Speaking of religion and politics. <laughs> and sex. Oh, fuck. Uh, we got a new podcast coming out, and it has nothing to do with uh, pa- religion or politics. <laughs> it has nothing to do with being a podcast. <laughs> so tell tell everybody what the... what the Don't do that, Brian. <laughs> Oh, I feel like I need to put myself on pause just until it happens because you're holding it up to the thing. If you're just going to do it, just do it. Just do it. No. Speaking of religion. No. <laughs> God damn it. Speak the. Yeah, so tell us, tell us what the podcast is, uh, is about. It's about. It's about sex, but it's about more than sex. It's more nuanced than just talking about sex. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's kind of like Sick Boy. Like, you know how we sit here and we try to um, destigmatize illness and just like normalize talking about illness? Uh, Turn me on is the same idea, except it's just normalizing sex talk uh, by talking to people about their sexual history, what makes them tick, what their thoughts are, their views are, what their kinks are. And uh, it's been really fucking interesting so far. You know, it's uh, it's funny because when we were when you were saying like speaking of religion and politics and whatever, uh, it's funny because those are two things that like I would talk about at dinner because I'm just fascinated in, in learning about them and speaking about them mm. and hearing different people's opinions on them. But like sex is something that almost never comes up in a dinner conversation because people. Like, people like to keep their sex life really private. Yeah, they do. Which is, like, which I love that you're doing this podcast. Oh, yeah, we're keeping it super not private. But, and But <laughs> the other the thing is, is possibly so private. I've, I've noticed, though, like, since since kind of, like, listening to clips from uh, Turn Me On and from uh, hearing you guys talk about it, you and Bridie. Um, yeah, I guess we should say that yeah, the podcast is me and Bridie, my wife, who's yeah. been on Sick Boy. And we sit down with guests and talk to them about, right, about their yeah. sexual, sexual life. And I, I find that just like hearing you guys talk about this stuff makes me more comfortable being open and talking about my sexual relationships too. Yeah. And th- like, man, you can have such a better experience by talking to other people about like what they're doing, like how they pleasure their partner. Um, mm-hmm. What are some like the, like the Dude, tips and tricks and shit, right? You can learn some 
some cool stuff. If you never like talk about sex and you don't ever do your own research into sex, you're probably the worst love maker ever. Dude, especially for someone Maybe. like super Maybe. vanilla with their sex life like Brian, it's really just interesting to like You know what's funny? It's really interesting for him <laughs> to, to to listen to all these crazy things that he never even thought was existed in You the, know what's really funny you know? is we've referred to Brian's vanilla sex life on Turn Me On several <laughs> times already. But the but the funny thing is off off the mic, we were we agreed that, <laughs> that we agreed that Taylor probably has the most, has the most vanilla sex. Yeah. Dude, are you kidding me? I'm a bear. You see all this body hair? <laughs> Just because you're hairy doesn't mean that your sex life is not vanilla. Dude, you can do a lot of things with body hair. Yeah? Yeah. Does Kyla chew it like a lawnmower? Oh, yeah. Does she do that? <laughs> Kyla, 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 Kyla. Are vegans actually unhealthy? Does cannabis ruin your sleep? And why are so many men taking testosterone supplements? I'm Mitch. And I'm Greg. And we're the creators of the popular YouTube channel, ASAP Science. Every week on our podcast, Side Note by ASAP Science, we explain the science behind a controversial subject with recent research, up-to-date studies, and ridiculous stories so you are entertained while, bam, simultaneously learning. We're here to make science make sense. Download Side Note by ASAP Science wherever you got your podcasts. <laughs> but yeah, so basically we've so far, and you know what, when this comes, I don't know when this will come out, uh, this conversation here, but the, but Turn Me On is out. Uh, go over to iTunes, look up Turn Me On, subscribe, rate, review, all that stuff. But so far, since Bridie and I have started this, we've had a conversation with uh, a pro dom. She's a cam girl. Dude, she said some really interesting things. Holy smokes. Mm-hmm. Um, her mom was a pro Tom. So we just kind of I don't know why I went mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, like that. Like, why did I do we, that? We spoke uh. to uh we spoke to someone who had this crazy uh these crazy Tinder stories. Um, and one where specifically a guy reached out to her and was like, Look, I'm only in town for a little bit. I am a basically like a professional squirt master and I will make you squirt. And she was like, uh, okay. And he goes, pack some towels. Come on over. What? Uh, yeah. And so she packed up some towels, went over to his place and said, she's never squirted before in her life. And she soaked the place. What? Whoa. I, really? I, this is sounding a little bit like a myth. So and you, so he just said, he just messaged her and said, I'm a squirt master. Well, they were talking and, and he was like, yo, this is like, squirt. like I'm only here for a little bit and uh, I'd like to hook up. And just so you know, like my favorite thing is making women squirt and that I ain't pee. know how to do it really well. And I, she was like, I'm coming over right now. And that's what he did. That ain't pee. I was going to ask about that because, um, squirt. yeah, I was going to ask about <laughs> the pee thing because like I, I've, I've heard that people, squirt. I don't know if oh, I've no. heard, if I've read it somewhere that. That squirting is actually just peeing while you orgasm? It's a myth. Yeah? Yeah. Do, like, they test the secretions? Dude, you can tell it's not pee. It's fucking it's, clear. It's not. It's not but, it doesn't come but from your bladder. But when you, orgasm, when you orgasm and there's, and there's <clears throat> cum, like that, I mean, if that was mixed with... Is this an it, episode of Turn Me On? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> well, it could be. Hey, Bri. Yo. You uh, so with these host episodes, I know that we're always trying to figure out what the fuck we're going to talk about. And yeah. uh, you were like, "I have an idea. Let's talk about what we're insecure about." First of all, why? And second of all, go for it. Okay, so I 
I thought of the idea because I was talking to uh, I met up with these these young guys, uh, Odin Fall River, who who started this app, and it was it was just reminding me of a lot of the the corporate training stuff that I did in in Dubai, and um, I was thinking about how like vulnerability is the 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 most important kind of factor in building trust. And the more I was thinking about that, I was like, well, what am I vulnerable about? Like, what are some of my insecurities? So I was thinking about it. And it's not like something that you usually talk about. Like, I'm pretty comfortable with saying what I'm insecure about, but there's never really, like, the opportunity to bring it up. Mm -hmm. Or, like, I guess... Dude, and also, it's fucking hard. It's hard to talk about what you're insecure about. I don't mind. I, I find it... I actually find it empowering to talk about my insecurities because... Uh, one yeah, of the things I that I so I used to be get really embarrassed about was my cheeks get really red and I I blush a lot and I just like my my cheeks get red when, when I'm have, hot anyway like after you squirt yeah after I squirt I, well if I it's usually when I poop and squirt at the same time oh, Jesus and then the mixture Christ. mixes and then I oh, yeah. man yeah. oh are we talk, oh, God damn it yeah. hey, you're like, trying to take it like there, a bunch of Santorum yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what was in my, on my mind when I was saying that Rick Santorum uh, yeah the Santorum go to Urban Dictionary about, you're just thinking about Rick Santorum and, yeah. all, and all and how, and his stance on abortion no it's anal sex he doesn't like anal sex he doesn't well like he doesn't like abortion he doesn't like too. a lot yeah. of stuff yeah. yeah anyway uh so I was thinking about that and I I just feel like I don't know if I've talked to you guys about that or any of, I guess the, the insecurities that I have because I don't really. I guess the conversation just doesn't come up, right? It's not like we're driving in the car and I'm like, "Hey guys, have I ever told you what I'm insecure about?" Yeah. You know. <laughs> well, I mean, like I mean, it's like you said, like when do you ever? When's ever the opportunity that you would have that conversation, right? It's like, um, say, the people say the same thing about what we're talking. What about. we're talking about exactly mm-hmm. about about sickness, yeah. about illness. Although I do, I do have to say, I bet you if you, if everybody, if that was like normal conversation, like we all were aware of what our insecurities would be, it would change the way that we interact with each other, like in the world, right? Like, totally. So, oh, yeah. So if someone's like, hey, I'm really insecure about my, um, my, whatever, something is like as, as, as simple as like, I'm secure, insecure about my belly and like the way my belly looks. You probably never like, um, I don't know, be joking around and be like, "Hey, funny belly, come over here." <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it yeah. would, it would change. You'd be, I don't know, you'd be more like mindful about the way that you joke about. But also, um, what I said that I said that like when you talk about it, it it almost becomes empowering, in, in my opinion. And it's like my red cheek thing. Like if I if I dress it and say to people like, oh yeah, I get red cheeks when I when I blush or if I'm embarrassed or whatever, then when it happens, people are like, oh Brian, just that's what happens when he gets embarrassed. So that we all know that and it's not really a thing, and he knows that. So why like we're not going to bring it up because it's just a known fact, right? But when you don't talk about it, then all of a sudden it becomes something that. You're like, oh my god, am I doing it? Do they know? Do they rec- like? It, it becomes something that you start to be concerned about mm. when you don't really need to be. 
Is that what you're insecure about still? Your cheeks? I'm not red? anymore. I used to, like, I probably five or six years ago. They look I, like they're getting a little rosy. They look like they're getting red right now, Brian. Is everything if you, okay? If you say that, you'll make them Dude, red. Dude, are look. you okay? Look, oh my God. What's going on? Oh my God. They actually are getting red. Oh my God. Whoa. Oh my Whoa, God. Whoa, they yeah. actually did oh get red. God. Look at that. Yeah. Dude, Brian, are you okay? No, now look, it's getting worse. Yeah, it is. Do you have high blood pressure? What's going on, Brian? What's happening know, to your I'm face? I'm getting really anxious now that you guys are both staring at me. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, I but so about five or six years ago, I I actually like Googled um, how to get rid of like red cheeks. Is there operations or surgery or Whoa. things that you can do? There was a a Radiolab episode or a bit on uh, This American Life that actually I remember that kind of changed the way that I thought about it, and it helped me deal with it a lot. Do tell. I don't, I don't, it was basically, she went in and kind of went through the same steps of like researching how to get rid of her blushing cheeks. I remember. And, oh, it was, it was the same thing. It was the red cheeks. <laughs> yeah. And it was, and it was something about like, you can get an operation that does it, but. Wasn't that invisibilia? Yeah. Yeah. It was invisibilia. Yeah, it was. But yeah, so I, I looked into <clears throat> that and it, it, there's like complications that can arise from it. And in the end, she's like, yeah, it's just part of who I am. So mm-hmm. why would I want to change who I am? And and that message at the end was what was kind of like resonated with me and made me think, fuck, I don't care. Mm. Like, well, that's really nice to hear, Brian. Yeah. Um, what are you insecure about, Jer? You know, I was having a conversation the other day with uh, um, my uh, – I don't even want to like – Get into my my uh, my girlfriend, who's not my wife, uh, and we were talking about insecurities. Who your wife knows? I mean, who my wife is friends with? Yeah, yeah they're right. or they know each other. Um, I'm Polly and, and I'm bi. And they're, and they're all, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know if you guys are Polly bi friendly. <laughs> but it's like a, it's like a fluid bonding uh, thing. Fluid bonding. Um, so I was having a conversation with my girlfriend the other day about about this. Oh God. <laughs> Uh, so uh, we were having a conversation the other day about um, about this exact thing. I think it was because you brought it up, and I was like, "Oh yeah." And so we were talking about insecurities, and she asked me. It was really interesting. She was like, "What are your What are you physically insecure about? What are you emotionally insecure about? And what are you?" There was, I think, there was another one, but I was like, "Oh, I've never really thought about it." No, that's what she said to me. She was like, "Well, I'm physically insecure about this." I'm emotionally insecure about this and I'm something else insecure about this. And I was like, I've never thought about different subcategories of insecurity. Um, yeah, that's interesting. But, but then it made me think and I was like, wow, I have, I mean, I have a fuckload of insecurities. I'm a super insecure person. It, like I reek of insecurity on the inside, but I think I do a pretty good job of like not letting that show on the outside. I am so what's very. The, what's the deal? My biggest insecurity is feeling stupid. When I feel dumb, dude. We, but like we, that's play ter- on that. That's terrible we, for you to have. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. That's awful. I know. God, you must be in constant torture. <laughs> I, kind of. Yeah. I'm actually not kidding. Like I, I. So it's it's a little different with you guys, but sometimes it does come up, and when it does with you guys, I get really shitty. At you guys. And I like, I'll fucking shut off and be like, fuck you guys. But <laughs> I know. I know. So like I had this thing, ha- I had this thing happen the other but, day. But now I appreciate here's, here's, that. Here's an example of this. I had this, this thing happen I hope the other day. I hope the example's not me. I hope it's No, Taylor. it's not you guys. It's okay. somebody else completely, right? Good. So this is how like, this is how silly this is. I, I, I know, I'm very aware of the, of the, um, the difference between your and your, right? Why are you are? Yeah. Why are you Pashviari? 
And I was typing out a, a thing for my mom's birthday on Facebook. And I was like, mom, like, I love you so much. You're the best mom there is. Like, um, you're the best mom I ever, I, I've ever known. Like, <laughs> you know what? It sounded, oh, fuck, I'm really making myself sound stupid now, too. And I'm feeling really dumb now. But anyway, whatever I wrote, it was actually kind of beautiful. And if you're friends with me on Facebook, please go read it so you know. And like it. Like it and comment uh, and yes, share. Like it and comment and share. <laughs> uh, but I had, it, it, we were at the Louis C.K. show in Toronto. Oh, yeah. And the your had auto-corrected to Y-O-U apostrophe R-E, okay. which is not the correct your that was needed for that situation. It is, it is in, in what you just said. I know, but it wasn't in, it wasn't, whatever it was that I did say. Right, okay. Um, it, it, it wasn't the right one. Okay. Um, and so somebody, somebody commented on that. No. And said, you moron, blah, 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 blah. Well, what was and, it? Somebody that you, that it was okay for them to say that? I mean, like like I would do that. It was your mom. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, somebody else, but it was it was someone who like generally you would pass that off and go, uh, it makes sense that you would write that. Um, and but I couldn't shake it, and it actually like made me so fucking sad, dude. It made me like it made me almost cr- come to tears. Oh, because I felt so shitty about it. It's really embarrassing for them to do that too. Because uh, it's, yeah, whatever though. It's it honestly, it's it's. There's like my cheeks would have been real red. So this guy, so this person wrote this and yeah, fucking crushed me, and I felt really. I didn't, fi- but I didn't feel dumb because I was like, I fucking know, I fucking know the difference. But now I'm being put on blast. That and it makes me look stupid. And when I feel like people think I'm stupid, then I get really, like, upset. So that's one thing that, like, really gets me. But, like, we joke about it all. Like, I fucking suck at math or whatever. And, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Like, I, that's totally fine. Like, I can laugh along with that. And, actually, it's become a thing that's, like, outside of this podcast. Like, everybody cracks jokes at me because of my math skills, right? <laughs> <laughs> and it's also just true. I fucking suck at math. Like I, I was proud of myself for uh, subtracting six from twenty <laughs> yesterday in like in like three seconds in my head. <laughs> three seconds, <laughs> dude. But if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, then it'll live its life thinking it's dumb. Dude, I'm way too fucking dumb for that analogy. I have no idea. What that meant. <laughs> Einstein, um, Einstein said that. So there's that. And then physically, I'm super insecure about the fact that I'm this like tiny guy. Like the fact that I can't gain weight, right? Or the fact that like I'm, I'm um, like in quotation skinny. But you're, but you're not a twink. You're an otter. So. Yeah, I know. I know. I, I've got. Does that I've make got, you feel better? Was it, that is that why dude, you liked it I, so much? When, so I, we haven't even talked about this on the podcast yet because it's going to be on Turn Me On. But when I met that guy who I made out with at a party once, that's it. it deal with it, everybody. I made out with a guy at a party. Uh, <laughs> he's following his by. He's friendly. <laughs> it, 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 this guy called me and he called me an otter and I was like, he manipulated you. Yes, he, well, maybe. I don't yeah, know, but I think God, he got he was, into your head. Yeah, anyway, he definitely did on in the good side, only in a good way. He got into my head. And you know I mean? yeah, if he <laughs> don't played, look at me like that you way. Know what I'm <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> um, yeah, I know I'm not. I know I'm not like like a yeah. super skinny fucking dude. But it's still the fact that I can't gain weight. You look fit. Yeah. 
It's just your but thighs. Then, but, but then, but then it, I know it is. Why it the is fuck it? do you wear skinny jeans? Well, because the it, skinniest it, jeans. Because I, I don't know. Because I just, I, I prefer the way that that looks. But when I'm hanging out with, so here's a here, here's a, inter, a fucking perfect example. When I'm hanging out with Steve Lund, dude, I'm like, I am. When I'm hanging out with Steve Lund, I am Steve Buscemi. You know what I mean? Like oh, I'm, dude. I'm so insecure that when Steve Lund's around, and I fucking love Steve, and I would go out of my way to hang out with Steve because I love hanging out with him because he's such a great guy. But he's such but a he handsome is guy so too. So goddamn handsome, and so like you know, he's like he's a big guy, like he's fit, he's fucking gorgeous, and I just go, uh, and I like <laughs> collapse and shatter in my own into my own like insecurities around Steve. And there's other people that do that too. John Simmons, another one. I hang around like if I hang around with John, I'm just like, oh fuck. Oh. There's just dudes that like that, and it just makes me feel insecure. It makes me feel insecure that I'm not one of those dudes. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. sorry. <laughs> I don't make you wallow in self pity. What the fuck? <laughs> how good, how much of a compliment is that? I want to make you feel awful <laughs> about yourself because you look so. You look upon me as such a highly evolved being. I think, Dude, you, have but to, I I think you have to be taller than me. But I I feel that way about uh, Steve and and even John in a way too. Like mm, they're both yeah. super handsome guys, and it's it's just a thing where you're like, oh man, like yeah, I wish I. I wish yeah. I had this, or I wish here, I looked a little here, bit different like here's this. Here's an or, interesting thing. So this came up. So um, oh no, maybe I should. You're probably this. just not into I'll long hair. If way. I if I cut my hair, then then you, I would definitely be one of those guys, Steve. Right? No, just tell I, me that. I, I love. I think long hair is great. John's got long hair. Just give. Anyway, it so those are two big things. I'm I'm insecure about uh, feeling stupid, and and my like my physical stature, and uh, Bridie's very aware of both of those things. But like, and. And Becca's pretty aware of that too. But like, those are the, really the only two people in the world that like are really in the know about that now. When you're having sex, are they so like, there's like, well, there's now like a hundred thousand people that now <laughs> yeah, know. Do you, that do you get off on somebody <laughs> saying like, you're, yeah, yeah, your legs are so big. Oh yeah. Absolutely not. That would no. make me feel so much more insecure because I'd be like, why are you lying to me? <laughs> yeah. Like when, like, like if a guy's got a tiny dick. And the girl's like, it's so it's big. So big. And you're like, no, you're like, no, it's, no, it's not. not. I know. <laughs> I know it's not. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. And that's okay, Brian. Yeah. <laughs> Be a good pup. Oh, Tay, what are you insecure about? Um, what am I insecure about? I used to be super insecure about a lot of shit. Um, and uh, I don't want to. I don't want to say that I'm not insecure about anything because that would that. That'd be a blatant lie. There's sounds, no one. There's that, no one who's not sounds, insecure about anything. And it sounds. It sounds arrogant. Um, I'd have to really like dig. I was actually trying to think what because I knew that that was going to come around to me. I was trying to think about that. Um, I used to, uh, and you know what? I I totally get that with Steve. When I was younger, <laughs> he made me feel that way. Oh, yeah. And yeah, he made me feel that way. Yeah. I felt that way around Steve when I was when I was. Younger. Isn't it really funny? Like Steve's listening to this, and we're just like, "Oh, you know, Steve." Oh man, Steve's so handsome. We all feel really insecure around him. Yeah. Then the next time we're all hanging out with him, he's going to be like, "You peasants." Yeah, he's going to call me. A, he calls me a peasant most of the <laughs> He'll time. He'll just spit on us. No, no, <laughs> no. When we when I was when I was younger, like when we were growing up, like in like when I was like junior high, For, high school. I, I guess we should give some context. Steve Lund is a friend of ours, and he's a he's actually a, a doing really well as an actor. He was on the, the show Bitten, um, and he's a handsome motherfucker. You can Google Steve Dude, Lund if he, you want, 
and see how good looking he is. Yeah, he'll, dude, he's one of the he's one of the best looking guys on the fucking planet. Mm-hmm. And when I was younger, crazy. he I had a lot of like physical uh, attraction insic- to him. Insic- yeah, I was I wanted to I wanted to bone Steve when I was younger. <laughs> it, not so much anymore. Um, sorry, Steve. Um, but he like when when I was younger, I had a lot of like physical. Um, physical insecurity, uh, and like self-consciousness. And that really, that manifested as, uh, like machoism and like bravado, Mm. uh, in like the hockey realm as well. Like being like, you know, being like, you know, ultra confident or cocky and, and like boasting and presenting myself that way. That's how that insecurity, uh, manifested like outwardly. And then, um, and then that, that really, that really dropped off. That was something that like plagued me. And like I said, that that mental health panel, like that was like, I lived my life like an actor and I honestly felt like I could have been an actor because of that. Like when I look while you were an athlete, you were, you were living that life. Yeah. Right. Like I was playing the role of Taylor, the hockey player who, uh, the macho bravado jock, like douche, like I'm athletic girls like me, that type of fucking guy. Yeah. Not that all athletes are douches, but you know, no, no, no. But I was just, I was playing that. That was a role that, that the real Taylor was playing. And like Mm. I said, Brian and Dennis were really, um, Brian, Dennis and Scott were, uh, were really the three guys that I grew up with across the street. And Brian's obviously sitting across from us. Mm. Um, Mm-hmm. Those were the only guys that I really showed who I really was to. Like I was only right. my I was only my real self around them. Um, and you'd come over wearing a tail. And you'd be like, "Hey guys, I got a new tail," and they're like, "And they're like, how are you wearing that?" And you're like, uh, "It's a butt plug, and there's a tail <laughs> yeah. attached to the butt plug." Oh like, God, I gotta go. And they were like, "I'm so I'm so happy that you can be you around us, Taylor." And I was like, "Thank you so much." Um, and they're I, like, "Good pop, come on, pop." I don't. I don't know what I'm insecure about now. I. I really. I, oh. Really, you don't know. I don't know what I'm. God, I could list off another five or ten. What am I? Have, what am I insecure about? Fuck. I'm super insecure about my skin. I have the worst fucking acne. I well, not right now. My skin's actually doing really well right now, but I can get super bad acne. And like I, when I, I do it, it ruins me. It will put me into a depression. Are you insecure about your patchy facial hair, Taylor? No, no I love my I love it. my facial hair. I think I'm really happy with how it's here, Brian. Here, I'm, Bri. Inse- Let's I'm insecure. Let's sit here and try okay. to figure out what he might okay, be insecure wait. about. I have wait. a lot of shit that I could be insecure about. I can, like, I I can get, list dude, off a bunch. I get, I get. So I have a, I have like not, a, I don't, I'm not like an o- overly hairy person, but <clears throat> I have, I have quite a bit of like body hair on, on my front and like on yeah. my, on my chest and yeah. like down the center of my stomach. It's really gross. Yeah. 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 yeah right. And, and so <clears throat> that the hair that's like around my belly button, this is going to be so fucking nasty for people. I'm already, <laughs> I'm already about to throw up. So like whenever I wear, like, doesn't matter what shirt I'm wearing. It like the hair like traps lint in my in my belly button, dude. I've found lint in your belly button several times, and like that's life. something that I used. To, that that's something again that I used to be uh, probably a little insecure. A about. linty belly button, and then I feel like I feel like I I yawned and like my shirt came up or something. I stretched my arms overhead. And I think it might have been Chelsea or Haley or somebody who like who like looked at me and then like picked it out of my belly button. Oh. I was like, oh my god. Don't do that. And, I, and like, but that like totally. You simultaneously came and was embarrassed, ah, but also was like, oh, I, I'm over it now. Dude, totally. I blasted. I did. I blasted my insecurity. Ugh. It was like a girl was like, 
oh, I see that shit in your belly button. Ha ha ha. Like, it's like somebody walking like, oh, up to fuck. you and like picking a pimple on your face. Like, hey, I'm acknowledging that I see this thing <laughs> yeah. on your body. Yeah. And oh, now God, I'm okay with having me. acne. That would kill me. Um, <laughs> I could get insecure about that. I, I, Here, let's, let's do it. You, you, let's, try to, let's try to figure out what it is. Are you insecure about uh, your shitty behaving dog? Uh, no, he's pretty well behaved. <laughs> about the so. fact that you're a horrible dog owner? Um, that's, that's not true. Are you insecure <laughs> about your super vanilla sex life? I don't have vanilla sex, so. <laughs> Could you be insecure? About- I don't use leather, but I don't have vanilla sex. I used leather the other night. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we'll talk about that. Uh, what about the what about the mole in your nose that sometimes is mistaken for a zit? The mole in my nose. Oh no, I'm not insecure about that. No. I uh, I think I probably was when I. It's not a mole either. I don't know what it is. It's like a it's like a bigger skin tag. I don't know. You should uh, you should paint it black to look more like Marilyn Monroe. I asked a, I asked a doctor uh, to about cut it off. I was like, Yo, can you check this out? And he was like, Has it grown in the last? year and i was like nope and he was like okay cool you- and i was like can i get it removed and he said uh yeah yeah you can but it's not threatening so you have to pay for it and i was like where, where do you think this comes from this this like no insecurity thing yoga well yeah oh, for sure yeah definitely <clears throat> definitely would dude and also it also came from smoking weed yeah well sure i was just that, gonna say yeah. you know what helps with my insecurities is drugs and I don't mean like <laughs> you said that in the worst I mean, way you possibly could. Like I just medicate. No, I just no, like no. self medicate. Yeah, any no. any like any fucking no no no. Any no. weight that you had behind that was immediately lost by the way you presented. Well, here, hold it. on. Let, let me let me uh, let me try to bring it back. Uh, I did. I I had some acid the other night, and it was what? Uh, yeah. Why didn't you tell me about this? Uh, I think I did. You you just said it in passing so said casually passing. that there wasn't like a story behind yeah. it. Yeah, um, but did you I, like I, microdose it though. Yeah, I was microdosing acid, and I had this very visceral, very intense, mind altering experience. That doesn't like, sound like a microdose. It was yeah. Well, <laughs> oh sorry, he thought you said macrodosing. <laughs> <laughs> but I had this. No, but hold on, it, I had this very like I had this epiphany. And uh, I was at a show and I had this epiphany. I was watching this person perform um, and it was this amazing performance. And they were, they were essentially, um, they were up there like doing their thing and they had, they brought another artist on to perform with them. And this other artist was uh, a kind of a completely different style of artist than the person that everyone was there to see. But the guy who was doing it was fully embracing this person Right, the, the guy who's like the the head, the head, the lead. It, it was fucking Kyle from Dub Cartel. D- Kyle is I like you're gonna say it was Chad Kroger. T- Kyle I saw is, Kyle at the market this morning. So Kyle is totally embracing this woman who's on stage and she's singing vocals to like their reggae thing. Physically embracing? No, no, no. Just like just like oh, allowing okay. her like the space to like do her craft. Okay. And he's so he, he's like exuding love towards what she does. Even though it's 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 a very different like style from like what Dub Cartel does, right? Mm-hmm. But he was just like letting her do her thing, and then he's turning to the audience, and he's like fully engaged with the audience, loving every single person who's there, right? Like he he's such a performer, right? So you can tell he's like he's just like pulling everybody in, and he's accepting everyone. Doesn't matter if you're high off of like high as a fucking kite on the dance floor, or if you're hammered or if you're there totally sober like he's just giving absolute like love to everyone this is what this is what's going on in my mind when i'm watching this and then he's there absolutely like fully loving and embracing himself as a human 
Like you can tell that he just exudes confidence when he's on that stage and watching him in these like three different sort of like states of love, like loving and supporting this woman who's doing her craft, loving and supporting the audience and loving and supporting himself. I had this like fucking mind blowing epiphany of like, everybody is their own unique individual. Everybody has something that they offer. And thank fucking God that none of us are alike, that all of us are like this snowflake. All of us are completely unique. And how amazing is that, that we are like that? And how amazing would it be if we could all just like totally embrace that and love that in the same way that Kyle is embracing and loving that woman, the audience and himself. And it actually helped me big time shed that like, that insecurity of like my physical stature, like my, my size is like mm. a, a human. And I, and, and actually that week in particular, I was going through that pretty heavily. Like I was dealing with a lot of that physical insecurity that I have. And that experience totally changed it for me. And every time I feel that kind of creeping back in, I go back to that night of watching dub cartel, like just kill it on the stage and Kyle's performance. And I go, Oh yeah. Like, dude, I am, I am me. I'm this individual and I, I love myself and I shouldn't like, I shouldn't be, uh, you know, sad or bummed out or ashamed about the fact that I'm well, like, 140 pounds soaking wet. Like <laughs> drugs, drugs are like psycho and psychedelics, um, in, psychedelics in particular, like they, they're, they're so helpful to like totally sh- like just, pivot your perspective. Yeah. Like you, I mean, you know, you, you, you go through your day to day life. And, uh, so, and, and like, you know, thoughts build on themselves. You know, if you have a negative thought, um, on Monday and then you might have it again on Wednesday and then you might have it again on Friday and then Sunday and then Monday. And, and, and then, I mean, stretch that over a longer period of time to where you start to develop an insecurity, insecurity about something. And then, because you're because you're in this realm, this like let's say sober realm, or um, I don't want to say sober realm because if you like drink or something, then you're kind of pivoting your perspective. But you're going through life with this very like very kind of narrow perspective about like how you perceive reality, and then you pivot into a realm where you're seeing reality in a totally different way, and you you all these things that you've built up these these thoughts that have built on on themselves and these insecurities that build up around you, they start to, you start to challenge them. You see them, yeah. you, you, you challenge that idea and you, and, you, and you recognize because it might've been subconscious that you were, that you were building this thought on itself over yeah. and over and over again. And it's like, it pivots you to where you can go, Oh, I've been doing that. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's like, it, that's where that whole sort of, you know, cliche thing of like, expand your mind, man. Like yeah. you are expanding your mind. <laughs> yeah. You're expanding the way that you think and the way that you, your worldview <laughs> and, and you're able to, uh, yeah, like see those walls that you put up or see those issues that you, that you have it, it honestly. And you know, we, the three of us sitting here, like our drug use is very, very moderate and very oh, like, yeah. like, you know, we, we, we use drugs in a way that is like really healthy. I think, you know, yeah. I'm sure there's someone out there who's like all drug use is not healthy. Well, sure. Whatever. I disagree. I, I disagree. <laughs> and I, I think that the way that we, you know, that we approach that thing, which is a very, like very calculated, very careful 
uh, very well thought out. There's lots of studies about like doing mushrooms and it's often every six months, not in a party sense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, ayahuasca, and we've been told this by somebody who's very close to the world of of addiction and a number of people. Yeah. Yeah. That ayahuasca is, is a medicine and not, I mean, it's a drug the same way Tylenol is a drug, but people call it medicine. You're not a drug addict. If you take uh, Tylenol for headaches, Mm. Right. Well, so, the, 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 like to, to go to just to, to go back to the insecurity thing mm. and why I have a hard time pinning down something that I'm like recurringly insecure over. Mm. Um, when I was, when I was, uh, 19, I started smoking weed a little bit in, in high school. Um, but because I was playing hockey, I didn't really, I didn't, I didn't do it very often. Um, and, I, when I quit hockey or, well, it wasn't when I quit hockey, but when I stopped uh, pursuing hockey as like a career, um, I, I started smoking lots of weed and uh, this actor, this role that I was playing when I was, when I was in that, in that like kind of former, in that life of, of, of playing a role, it was like, so I, I viewed it like every time I, every time I smoked, I would go. I would go, oh, what a sweet release. I'm just myself now. And I yeah. could go and I, and I could take this. And, 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 I, and one side of things, it was like, ah, well, I don't want to just be able to be myself when I'm fucking smoking weed. So I would take these little things. Like we would, we would like, um, when I'd walk down the street, let's say, with Brian, and I'd be like, you know, I'd be insecure about like, oh, like, like, am I walking? Like, do my toes point out a little bit when I walk? Like, am, am I, am I standing up tall? Do people think that I look good? Do people think that I look tough? Do people think this? Do people think that? And Brian and I would smoke a joint. I'd walk down the street. I, I could fucking take my clothes off. I could walk down you b- can this road barefoot. Dance and down I, the street. And I'd just be like, I don't give a fuck what anyone thinks of me right now. Because this feels good and I'm it just fucking, feels yeah. good to be me. Yeah, I feel fucking good and I feel like myself. And then I'd, so I'd take that and I looked at it as a fence. Every time I smoked, I'd go over to this other side of the fence where I had all these amazing skills and all these amazing um, qualities about myself. And I'd take that and I'd throw them over to the other side of the fence, which was the not high. The normal, yeah. And, and then, and so after a while, probably a year and a half, two years or so of like smoking weed like all the time, being a, you know, a quote unquote stoner. Which high, high like pretty arguably, much all day. Not that healthy. <laughs> yeah, right. And, mm-hmm. and, and it wasn't. It wasn't. I not, mean, not for a long period. Not yeah. for extended periods of time, yeah. like years and Just years. Isn't. Yeah. But um, and for some people, some people can deal with it well. Some people can't. So I found like after a certain period of time, everything that was on that side of the fence when I was smoking. I, it was already on the other side. So every time I go over, I'd get high after a while. I'd just go, oh, now I'm actually feeling insecure on this side of the fence. Now I'm actually feeling weird and paranoid and feeling like people are watching me and I'm wondering, like, am I... And I you know, had that you know, paranoia-ish mm. experience with it. And so I just didn't smoke weed for a long time. And I feel like now I am... I have been getting into a bit of a cycle on the, on the like, uh insecure insecurities and i think that because smoking weed for me lately has been a really like liberating experience mm. so i think i'm in the process now of actually finding out 
what I am feeling and what I'm, mm. what I might be insecure about. Mm. I think I'm going through another phase now mm-hmm. where I've built up some insecurities because I haven't paid too, I haven't paid close enough attention to myself over right. the last couple of years. So you don't, you might not even know that you're insecure, but right. Yeah. Like, I think, right. I think that that's the process I'm going through now. I think I'll be able to talk to you in a year and tell, and say, Oh man, like the last couple of years, I was insecure about a- ABC and mm. didn't even really know it. Yeah, well, dude, right. when you're when like you're your ready dog, to talk, like your dog owning, right? Yeah, skills. yeah, yeah, yeah. And your vanilla mm. sex life, mm. right? Exactly. Very insecure. <laughs> right. um, yeah, I love I love that we talked about this stuff because I feel like it is something that's really important, really valuable to talk about. And proactive mental health. Let's not keep it here. Let's throw it out there. What are you? What are you listening right now? What are you insecure about? Yeah, I want to know. Throw it like. <clears throat> You know, we post these episodes on our Facebook page every Monday. We we put a post, usually it comes with a blog post. Go to that post and let us know what it is that you're insecure about. Let's get that out there. Man, fuck, it feels good. It feels good to, like, shed that shit, you know? Mm-hmm. I feel like I have a 10-pound a, a weight that kind of, like, lifted off my shoulders. Not that heavy because I kind of just went through that experience the other day. But if we had done this conversation two, three weeks ago, I probably would have been like... Holy fuck, I feel like I just lifted the world off my shoulders. I like the the way that you were talking, Taylor, about um, kind of like how when you become aware of something, then it starts to build and snowball on, on top of it, uh, on on top of that like feeling. And the way that the way I've experienced it is is by like somebody comes up to you and says, or like for me, when somebody says, oh, your cheeks are red. And I'm like, oh shit, they are. Because there was a point in my life when I didn't, realize that my cheeks were red until somebody said that right mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden as soon as somebody says that then it starts to become something that i slowly get more and more worked up about mm. but the beautiful thing is that once you acknowledge it it's like an it's almost like reversing the process entirely because the first time you acknowledge it it's not going to feel that much better but it'll feel a little bit lighter and a little bit easier to deal with but then as you go on and you start to be more and more comfortable with it, then that that reverse feeling, that reverse snowball effect kind of takes place and eventually it just becomes something that you totally own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that was a great uh, little chat, guys. I like that. Um, so I just wanted to do this uh, little speed, uh, speed round uh, um, little section before we wrap things up. I um, Say that again with a little bit more enthusiasm. So I just want to do a speed round Whoa. before we wrap up the show here, everybody. <laughs> speed round, speed round. Oh God! Um, you know we're 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 in the we're in the the front end of 2017, and we've got uh, a the year, front end. The front end, yeah. We're not we're not fucking it from behind anymore, like we were with 2016 in December. We're, we're staring 2017 we're right having, down the eye of a dick. We're having the we're having vanilla missionary. We're at the with, tip of the uh, shaft. 2017, oh, right now. God, Jesus. Oh God, and. Uh, and uh, so we've got a year of medical advancements ahead of us. Um, so I, I, I just looked up um, uh, some of the medical advancements that we have had in 2016, or the, the ones that we Ooh. had in 2016. Uh, some interesting things on, on the list, and this is actually from, uh, from CTV. Um, in 2016, the first three-parent baby was born. Okay. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah, right? How the fuck does that work? Uh, the world's first baby with DNA from three people was born this year thanks to a con- controversial technique. Let me guess. Let me guess. You read it and figure out the answer. I'm going to guess what they did. Okay. So they I- took w- the one sperm from one man, and they took one sperm from another man, 
and then they had one woman, right? The woman lays on her back. They take the two sperm from the two men. They, they, they get a very small, small laser, and then they uh, put some very intense magnifying glass uh, uh, glasses on the doctor, and then uh, he takes the laser and he splits the two sperm in two. And then he takes two of the pieces of sperm, two of the halves from each sperm, throws them away. But then the other two of the halves, he takes those and he sews them together with a very, very, very fine um, uh, silk thread. So they become a hybrid sperm. So it's two men's sperm sewed together, but half and half. Right. Right. So you got a half and half. And then you insert the half and half into the woman laying on her back so that, and with her legs in stirrups so that this sperm easily slides through her reproductive system friendly. around <laughs> the curve of her uterus and into the egg. And then she has a double man baby. That, that, looks, that um, baby would look well. half like one man and half like the other man. That's right. Yeah. Well, what, I do you can... call, what do you call that ice cream that's black and white? Was it like two, a black and white man? And then the baby came out, and it was a uh, what do you call that when you go to Neapolitan? No, uh, no, that's what that's chocolate, almost. vanilla, and uh, strawberry. Did she have a Neapolitan baby? <laughs> like a like a like a like a like a half white, half black baby with, with red, red hair. hair. Yeah, that would be Neapol- yeah, is that what she that had? Would be a Neapolitan baby. Um, <laughs> the mother carries DNA that could have given her child Lee syndrome. A severe and usually deadly neurological disorder. Oh, Jesus. This is way less exciting. uh, Sounds uh, awful. Scientists removed some of the mother's DNA from the egg and left the disease-causing DNA behind. The healthy DNA was slipped into a donor's egg, which was then fertilized with the father's sperm. So they used another person's egg with this woman's husband's sperm, but they put some of her DNA into the egg. That is wild. So she biologi- there was biologically three people involved, uh, three sets of DNA involved in the uh, in the in the baby. Well, do you think I, she paid I don't a lot? Get it? But you, that sounds crazy. Do you think know, she right? paid a lot of money for that, or do you think they were just like, "Hey, we want to test this. Are you down?" It was in Jordan. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, isn't that crazy? That's interesting. That's interesting. Um, what else, Tay? What else is there? What else happened uh, well, in 2016? We all know about Ebola. Successful Ebola vaccine. Hello. <laughs> woo woo woo. <laughs> Uh, successful Ebola vaccine. Um, the AIDS patient zero story was debunked. So this was basically that uh, uh, they yes. thought that, uh, and they thought that it came from a Canadian flight attendant. Yeah, he was There's, that, he was that yeah, they, promiscuous dude who was like, I'm going to go around. Fight. It was the French guy. Yeah, Radio Gay, Lab yeah, did a story yeah, on Gaytan, it. Uh, Gaytan Dugas. Uh, That's his name? Formally, Gaytan? Gaytan. That's a common French name. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Gaytan. Oh, Gaytan. Yeah, yeah. Uh, come Gaytan. Yeah, it would be Gaytan. The supper is no, ready. Not Gaytan? No, it's Gaytan. Gaytan? Gaytan, if you were saying it with an English. How do you say it as a Frenchman? Gaytan. 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 Yeah, something like that. To put that uh, fucking dishorn away. Yeah, so um, that was debunked. <laughs> um, a new study published in 2016 debunked that theory by concluding that Dugas's blood sample contained a strain of HIV that had already been circulating within U.S. borders as far back as 1970. Ooh. The scientific exoneration of Dugas came 32 years after his death. Hear uh, that, everybody? <clears throat> HIV is hella old! Um, whoa, this is kind of crazy. ALS gene discovered. Some could... <laughs> Some criticize the ALS ice bucket challenge craze as just another social media fad, but researchers announced this year that money raised from the campaign helped fund the discovery of a new gene linked to the disease. Um, 
They didn't, Holla! They didn't really <laughs> seriously they, stop. They didn't really say that that led to anything significant. But anyway, uh, gene mutation linked to multiple sclerosis um, was. Uh, uh, I'm not going to read it. Uh, <laughs> you said this was a speed round. TLDR. Let's go real fucking slow. This is the slowest uh, study, speed round ever. Study slow pin, speed round. Studies pinpoints genetic conditions behind intellectual disabilities. Uh, and then cancer's Achilles heel. I wonder what that's about. An international team of research be- researchers believes an important discovery has been made about the genetics of cancer tumors. All right, say this one again, but g- give it a give it a. Uh, and finally, and then. And finally, cancer's Achilles heel. An international team of researchers believe an important discovery has been made about the genetics of cancer tumors. The researchers said the discovery could offer a new way to deliver customized cancer-killing therapies. I wonder if Brandon has anything is involved in that. Oh, fuck, I don't know. Maybe. Uh, he was a part of that test. Yeah, he was in a study. Yeah. Uh, scientists discovered that even as tumors mutate, they still produce distinct flags or antigens which appear on the surface of all of all the tumor cells. Finding these unique flags within the t- a tumor is the equivalent of finding the cancer's Achilles heel and could help improve existing immunotherapy treatments used to fight various types of cancer, researchers said. Oh, my God, dude. I'm fucking <laughs> laughing here. Andrew just... So we got this really fucking hilarious inside running joke going between the three of us oh, and uh, yes. Andrew the camera guy. Um, <laughs> fucking Andrew, An- camera guy. <laughs> Andrew the camera guy, if you're not familiar, is uh, he's, a, he's a camera guy who hangs around us and just shoots stuff. Uh, that's pretty much all he does. Uh, but he also has a knack for taking photos of me in particular, but also all of us when we're on our phone, which for me is pretty much 24-7. Uh, and then his phone is never not being charged. He'll send the photo to us <laughs> and, and then include some silly hashtag. <laughs> so it's me sitting here on the mic and I'm on my phone and he sends the picture and goes, love engaging with guests in such deep personal conversations. <laughs> hashtag on air personality. This <laughs> is me looking at my fucking phone. Oh, oh dude. Oh, oh, hashtag laughing is lit. <laughs> 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 hashtag doc life. Oh, that was me. Um, well, <laughs> Boom Shadow Automaster, hashtag woke. I think there's a really cool conversation. I, I like talking about, uh, I like the insecurity thing. And, uh, yeah, that yeah, was nice. I hope people engage with that. I, I would like to see people, you know, chime in with what they feel insecure about. Because it's funny, you, you, when, you, when you feel insecure about something in your own life and you think about it to only yourself, it, it, it makes a lot of sense to yourself and like it's, you know, and it, it's really heavy. But then when you say it out loud to other people, it, it's when it's coming out of your mouth, you're like, fuck, this is dumb. <laughs> you know, like I know how dumb that is for me to stand next to Steve and feel worthless. But- oh my God. That made me feel so <laughs> sad when you just said that. <laughs> but, uh, but when it's in the moment, it's like, it feels really real, you know? So it's, it, it, it does take a lot of weight off. Mm. Um, um, I gotta, I gotta like go dude, to the air. You gotta go fucking, fucking fly to Asia. We're gonna. This is it, bro. This is our last time recording here in our recording studio. We're moving this studio to. Uh, we're we're in Brian's mom's basement. This is where we've been recording uh, since we left the Halifax Library after our first like six, seven episodes. We've been here for over a year. It's been great, and now we're moving it out of Brian's mom's basement into my dad's house. 
uh, <laughs> technically, <laughs> my dad owns the house that I live in in Halifax, so we're gonna move it into there. And uh, and Tay's off to Asia. I just really wanted to tell you both that I like turtles. <laughs> okay. I got a good sound I guess, I guess that's it for today, then. Yeah. Uh, let's really sign off. Jesus Christ, will you, will you stop? This is going to be the worst episode to edit. Why? Well, you're definitely going to leave all of these things we in. Should start no, I'm definitely not. We should start a, YouTube, a show where we, where we play YouTube clips that are really weird and talk about them. You know what? We don't have to because it's already a show. It's called Your Mom's House Podcast. <laughs> <sighs> all right. Uh, so... Taylor, I hope your plane does not crash on the way to Asia. Me um, too. And uh, have you ever thought when a, when a plane crashes, do you ever go, "Wow, that's really sad"? But then you, but then you also are going to fly soon, so you go, "The odds are with me now." I've never thought that, and I think that that is one of the darkest things I've ever heard you say in it, my life. And it's also something that would kind of most likely too. <laughs> it's something that would just generally come out of the mouth of somebody who reclines their seat on an airplane. <laughs> Uh, enjoy your flight. Enjoy your trip, buddy. We're going to miss you. And, uh, but the folks here won't miss you because it'll feel like nothing has ever changed because we'll be back next week with another episode with all three of us. Uh, cause we have a fuckload of episodes. Hashtag technology is lit in the bank. I uh, hope you all enjoyed that. That is it for today. I'm Brian. I'm Taylor and I'm Jeremy. And this is sick boy. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.